inspiration from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alex from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. here looky here we got the queen city chronicles it's a special edition for queen city chronicles tonight because we're not reviewing any tournaments we don't have any anglers in here we do it well he's an angler but he ain't an angler we're talking about a tournament with we got the commish Vinny. what's up queen city yeah man we got Vinny in here to commish and we are going to talk about a little quick recap of 2023 from his point of view and then we're going to talk about the 2024 season. And back in the green room, we were talking about how quickly 2024 is going to start for us. Because, I mean, d- damn, February. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're like a month and a half from shit popping off and us having to start fish. <laughs> Vinny, how are you, Hoss? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I'm happy to be here. Uh, second time I've been on the show and... You know, like we were talking a little bit earlier in the green room, this is the downtime for me. This is the off season. It's where I get a lot of the office work done and the planning, but no tournaments for about almost two months. We're closer to two months than we are a month and a half. And then, like you said, we'll be right back at it, man. Living in the South, we really don't need an off season. So pretty cool, but um, excited to be here. Like I said, it was a fun year and I'm looking forward to moving to the next one. Yeah. Hey, don't hold my math against me. Not only am I colorblind, I've got undiagnosed ADHD. So if I'm only two to three weeks off from any kind of guesstimate, we we're good. We're, we're good. Winning. Yeah. We're winning. Hey, who? Uh, I ever since I started participating in some of the tournaments that you do, <laughs> uh, I probably text you forty five times <laughs> a day or two ahead. What? T- <laughs> hey, yeah, I know I'm a pain. In, I know I'm a pain in the ass. But look, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't have time to read through all that shit because I know I can text Vinny and get the answer like now. I can get the answer in, in a couple minutes. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, everybody <laughs> thinks like that. So, I, you know, if I'm able to get to you and get you the answer right away, obviously no problem. But um, it's always there under the files tab. I think that's where you were leading me. But, uh, you know, everything's always posted. I, I would like to say that my uh, career path has bled over into the directing and and kept things pretty organized. Facebook's actually pretty good at letting me organize things. The only negative is, you know, they get buried as we go, but Mm -hmm. they're always there. They never get deleted. They never end up missing. So the files tab has been pretty good. Uh, We got a new guy, Preston, running the website. So the website's up to date. Uh, Looks good. He did some revamp on all of that. So you guys can check out the website, qckayakbassfishing.com. And, uh, it's got everything up there that you know you might need and honestly paul it would probably be easier for you to go to the website to look for some of those answers because they don't get buried by the posts and the the constant news drops and stuff like that no sir you an elementary school pe teacher so you don't have to worry about the adhd kids quite what i moved i'm back up in middle school oh okay but still still phys ed right pe and health yes sir. okay so you still 
when you have ADHD kids that just need to like get their energy out, you're like, go run 50 laps. And they're like, hell yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, you know, I, 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 that's why you're so good with us because you know, the majority of anglers that fish your stuff, we come to you because you know, we know that you know how to treat a bunch of idiots. <laughs> and so that's, that's why you have opened yourself up because we know we don't have to search and that you're not going to be mean to us and that you're not going to be facetious. And so, you know, you, you've created too, too nice of a, a safe, safe area for us to come to and not have to search on ourselves. I'll tell you what I did start doing though. I started doing it earlier this year is, uh, I hate how the apps make it sometimes hard after you register and after, or after the tournament starts to go find launch lines in lines out, all that stuff. So when I register and all that stuff's still available really easily in the app without having to go out, I started taking screenshots of it and I started putting the schedule in my alarm clocks right then and there. So I didn't have to worry about it. So I'm going to teach you something tonight on your own podcast. Oh, learn me something, Hoss. Learn me. Learn us all. So I'm only going to learn you on the app that we use, and that's Tony yep. X. Uh, right. Tony X Pro with Dwayne, right? So let me lower my screen brightness here. Uh, perfect. So let's say you register for the season opener, the Yad Yolo. You register January 1st. The event is not until mid-February. Mm -hmm. You can't find any information because Vinny keeps posting and posting and posting. Well, if you got log in as an angler, right? Mm -hmm. You just go into your tourney X that automatically uh, went brighter. And then you <laughs> click this red X right here. Yep. It's actually going to okay. bring up the, the events that you're signed up for. Oh, see? And then there we and go. then if you click your event, it's got all that beautiful. Nice. Look at that. Look at that. Now, this was Damn. the whole TOC that right. is still there. But um, it brings up all that information that you were worried about screenshotting every single event so you you hit that red x on tourney x and Dwayne Dwayne has made that really easy See? so boom there you go you know what i did i have never had time to start clicking buttons outside of check in submit fish or submit catch and check out like yeah. that's all i care about on that app and register i i um you know obviously i got a lot going on right life coaching work queen city oh, you, know, you don't Vinny, you don't. I, I'm I'm surprised you're not 400 pounds because you say you got a lot going on, but I know you're just sitting around drinking yeah. diet Dr. Peppers and eating popcorn all the time, pretending you're busy. Sure. Um, <laughs> it was actually one of our anglers. I don't remember who it was who posted that trick about the red X on the page oh. and, and taught it to me. And I I've used it numerous times. You know, two day events. You got to check mm -hmm. the time on day mm -hmm. two. Blah blah blah. So yeah, it's really good future uh, feature there on Tourney X. So this now you know. For future. Yeah. Now we know. It is what you make it is, and you just made it great for us. I learned you something. You did. You learned us something. Hey, 2023 season with Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing. This was, we we partnered together to do the Queen City Chronicles, and I'll give, Alex has only been on a couple, but he came up with that name, and I thought I thought it was awesome. It was great, and then we ran with it. This was our first year reviewing the tournaments and bringing anglers on. And when you and I talked about this, and I did not talk about this with Alex. I just told him what we were doing after we talked about it. 
is that it was, hey, we might have the winner on, we might have a last pace or big fish, little fish, and that's what we did. We just want to have good stories to come on and kind of put the Bass and Bruce spin on it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was awesome. It was great. It did not help me the single most bits for the Norman tournament <laughs> at all. <laughs> it did not help me one single bit for the state championship, but I enjoyed it, and it was great to, to get to meet a lot of the anglers face-to-face -face on the computer. Yeah. So I had a great time. How about you? How was your 2023 season as the commission at Queen City? Well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna continue on what you just said. Um, I think every guest that you had messaged me the next day and told me they had a blast on your interview. So, you know, just know that the guys had fun. <laughs> the guys had fun being here as well. And um, I'm sure they're looking forward to it next year. And I love that we didn't always have the winner, right? We had a kid, we had the small bass, we had the big bass. So we'll try to continue that in 2024 with a variety of people to experience your show and and get their shine on, which is what we call it here at Queen City. You know, this is their moment to talk about them as an angler that they may not get a lot of um, in these live events. Yeah, but, and, and you you approached me and asked me about it. Says, hey, I want another way for uh, for me to get my guys an opportunity to kind of get out there. Yeah, and you know that that's awesome because you're just looking at a way to who knows. Who knows the the 14, 15 year old kid that's out there fishing, where that where just somebody hearing a podcast or them doing whatever on social media. So yeah. you just you wanted another avenue for your guys to have a, a way to talk fishing and get out there, and that was pretty awesome. Absolutely, yeah, it was fun. I'm looking. I'm glad you're uh, you're going to be back next season. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm I'm so glad too. I tell you what, even if you would have said, you know what, it was all right, but we've got a better podcast. I would have still poached a bunch of Queen City guys and we would have still done the Queen City Chronicles. And, you know, that, that hey, that's what I would have done. I'm just going to be honest. If you ever get rid of us, we're still going to do Queen City Chronicles. I'm just going to be posting your, I'm going to be poaching your anglers. No, I think it's great, man. I think it's great for, for them to have a platform to, this is probably an overused term in the industry, but for them to build their brand, right? They they have to build their brand. If they're somebody who's going to go out and chase sponsors and they're going to go out and try to, I don't want to say make a living, but bring in some money through this yeah. industry, then, you know, they need a platform. And it's great that there are a million, a million podcasts out there. Um, you're local, you're right. Your hometown. I mean, you're not right here in the area, but you're in the state. You fish our stuff. You know me personally. Like, I, I love having that feel. That is what Queen City is. So glad it's going to keep happening. You don't have to yeah. poach anybody. We will willingly pass them <laughs> over to you, and uh, we'll have fun again. Hey, we'll, we'll move on from the podcast after this, but some of the feedback we got early on in the season when we were doing the Queen City Chronicles is we were getting guys that were not in the southeast, not the Carolinas, and where Carolinas – club podcast people not in the carolinas not in the southeast who are going hey man it's really cool what you're doing with the local club and they listen to it because a lot of those guys travel yeah. they fish the national trails that come to norman and murray and hartwell and santee and all these lakes around here so they're listening to it plus it's with the bass and brews main is has nothing <laughs> really nothing to do with much fishing 
<laughs> but this does put us into a fishing and a tournament side of it. And so we got a lot of feedback with that. And to go back and look at the stats and see that we have people from the Northeast, the Midwest, the Southwest, California, and the Northwest, and everywhere in between, listen to Queen City Chronicles really is awesome. And right. I'm so glad we're able to do it because, you know, I never thought it would be that big of a reach when we started. I figured it was going to be the Carolina guys. Yeah. But it's me, been yeah, way more than that. And that's been that's awesome. awesome. Well, congratulations. Oh, no, this congratulations on y'all because, look, the only reason people listen to this podcast is for the people we have on because Alex and I have been doing this for, you know, two and a half years now, and they're we've run out of shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have people on because we're just regurgitating. If we got to talk too much, we're just regurgitating old shit. All right, 2023. Yeah. What was – give me your number one most memorable – thing from 2023 Ooh, it's a hard uh, one i know but number one number one most memorable thing well i'm actually gonna go back to like mid-year 2022 and we'll just title it the expansion that was the mm. big thing mm. right that was the that was the mecca for year nine 2023 was the expansion so that would be the one thing that i would focus my thoughts on for 2023 the expansion all right so for folks that are listening that might not know what is the expansion uh so queen city um for eight straight years was was one series one trail uh years ago started at six for the the past i don't know five years or so it's been 10 10 events throughout the carolinas north and south and then the quote-unquote expansion opened up two new divisions, uh, one in Western Carolina and one in South Carolina, the Queen City West and Queen City South. And uh, we had four events in each of those on top of the main 10. And then moving into 2024, we're, we're doing it again, the expansion again, round two. So we've added a third division in the North and uh, we've actually added events in each division as well. So mm. now we'll have 10 mains and then six Southerns, six Westerns and six Northerns. Where's so if people, you know, we, we understand the West and the North or West and the South, because we went through it this year. What is the Northern bit Northern? What is that? What geographical area does that encompass? So home base for the Northern series is going to be Smith mountain Lake in Virginia. Mm. We're going to have two events there out of rock outdoors on Smith mountain, one to open the season and one to close the season. And then in between, we're going to hit the new river we're going to hit Lake Gaston, which is on the border of North Carolina and Virginia. We're going to hit Bugs Island, which yeah. is on the border. Yeah. And then we're going to have a Virginia variety, which is kind of what me and you were talking about in the green room. It's a, a bunch of smaller lakes. I think we have five of them on there, and they're all in Virginia. So you'll choose one of your five smaller lakes and okay. you'll go fish. Yeah, that's like what they do with CCKF with our what we call the Raleigh Rumble, which is yep. uh, five, five or six of municipal lakes around here. That's a good I really like that's a good time to to kind of be able to spread the lakes out and do that. It's a good time. Yeah, we we try to have at least one multi-lake event per series. Mm -hmm. Um it's it's gotten to the point in the main where we have a couple more than one. I think we have three next year, but mm -hmm. we've grown so big that we have to have at least one multi-lake event in each each division. So how does do the divisions are they able to qualify for the TOC or are they all separate from the main Queen City. 
Yeah, so there's some overlap that has to happen, but the purpose of the divisions was to give guys in different regions of the state opportunities to qualify for what we wanted to be this massive tournament of champions, TOC. So we just had our TOC a couple weeks ago, two two weeks ago now, three weeks ago now, and um, we paid out thirteen thousand five hundred dollars in in TOC winnings plus another eight thousand in team TOC winnings. So we paid out about twenty one thousand dollars. And that's not counting the prizes. That was just cash. Yeah. And it was anglers who qualified from all the divisions. 25 from the main, um, three from the south, three from the west. And then next year, we're going to put, um, instead of putting a solid number on it, we're going to say 10% of the members who fish in each division, they're going to have their opportunity to qualify for the TOC as well. So the TOC potentially could be bigger next year, or it could work out where certain anglers double qualify and it actually yeah. doesn't get bigger but so you're not doing roll downs no we're not going to do any roll downs um me and my team we're, we're not big fans of roll downs and anything we do we're pretty much you have to earn it mm. we did allow roll downs this year because it was year one and we needed to make sure that the divisions were going to work and honestly you know when you go into something like this we didn't know how many people were going to fish we didn't know if if we were going to have enough to qualify we didn't know if we said 10%, if we'd even have more than one person, <laughs> right? right? And, and we didn't want to have one person fish. Yeah. So we, we put a number on it. A solid three was the number. We allowed roll downs, but seeing how it all worked and knowing what the future supposedly is going to look like, uh, we're going to do 10%. So, and that's, and that's 10% from each division. So 10% from south, north, and west. And um, this year, that would have been five or six anglers from the west, five or six anglers from the south. And then we're hoping that the north is somewhere in that three to five anglers as well. But we won't have roll downs for guys who double qualify. So anglers like Bennett, who qualified in all three series, they would be taking up a seat in uh, in the TOC and eliminating a seat from the division. But we'll have to just play that by ear, see how it goes as we roll into these divisions next season. So, you know, we'll see. In theory, the TOC is going to be somewhere around 35 anglers next year. All right. That's awesome. A lot of new stuff coming in. A lot of changes. I won't even say it changes. Changes. Additions. It's growth is what it is. Yep. Growth. For sure. It's growth. And it's adding people. And that's one one thing that's, and I don't want to get off in the left field on this, but I'm going to tell you, I'm, this one I'm going to say, the last two years especially, looking at the, the growth and then kind of this year a little bit of fall off of the growth of the national trails, I think it, I, damn it, we don't say I think on this podcast because if you say it, you think it. <laughs> there seems to be a drop off, and obviously there's a lot to go into that with COVID, all this and that, but. You know, how do you funnel people kind of into the main stuff, the minor leagues up into major? But anyway, we won't get off into that for whatever well, reason. Uh, you know, squirrel, butterfly. Oh, well, it's funny. Um, I, I think, honestly, I'm going to touch on it, even if you want to move on. I'm going to. No, I'm man, gonna... shoot. This is your podcast, man. I'm just I'm just here giving you a platform to, <laughs> to be great. So me and a, a couple directors, um, well, a couple people who helped me direct, we're talking about really looking at the national scene and how many anglers from the Carolinas we actually have on the national scene. Mm. And if you look around, it's, it's really not a lot considering 
how many guys we have fishing the the clubs in the Carolinas, you would think there would be more on the national scene. Obviously, you know, I've been on the national scene for a handful of years. Jason Broach is on the national scene. You got some guys out of Greensboro on the national scene. But for the most part, I think because of the amount of great events we have in the Carolinas, Mm -hmm. these guys don't feel the need to go out and chase these bigger things. You know, um, I think it's a lot of fun to go out and and fish for that big money. But really, it was me testing myself against the best competition. But not everybody's wired like that. And I think with the numerous series in the Carolinas, these guys are happy and content with getting to sleep in their own bed, being able to fish for thousands of dollars at home on their home body of water, that it almost hurts the national numbers, but Mm -hmm. it helps us here at home. But that's just my take on it. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'm in the Raleigh area, so we have CCKF is the main one here. You've got CKA in that Greensboro, the triad area, and then we've got Queen City, obviously, in the Charlotte area. And and for the most part, you could fish out of those three trails, and then if you take the western and the southern and now the northern, shit, you could you could probably fish four tournaments a month. You, you could easily, fish one a week yeah, easily yeah, around year. here. Fishing and fishing obviously early in the year probably gonna be closer to the thousand thousands mark as we get to the hot times it'll drop off a little bit in some of the clubs but you literally could come around here and fish within four hours of where you live and be fishing for thousands of dollars every single week yeah yeah that's insane you probably could cut it back from four from four hours honestly if you really think about it but yeah, I mean, you know, we we guarantee a lot of money here in Queen City, so yeah. our numbers don't usually dictate how many thousands we pay out. It just goes up and never goes down. But um, yeah, we paid out um a hundred and forty eight thousand dollars this year. My man, know, from, that's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool for a, a grassroots local club. A hundred and forty eight thousand dollars, and I actually ran some numbers while I was doing the paperwork this weekend. Um, one, oof, am I lying now? 101 anglers uh, cash a check this year with Queen Holy City. Holy shit. All right. How, how many did we average this year per tournament in the Queen City main? The main averaged 113. Okay. Across 10 events. So it's, you know, I, you feel, I feel like you got to put that in there because it's not like we just yeah. had four events. You know, right. we, we yeah. averaged 113 across damn, 10 events. Yeah. Damn, damn near the whole year. The whole year. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, the, the South averaged 53 across four events, and the West averaged 37 across four events. So. I remember when the South got started going, and, you know, I, I talked to Blaine a little bit and obviously talked to you, and I know Blaine was really worried about the numbers, and I think, what was y'all's number? Y'all, y'all had, like, we get 15 to 20 people, and um, <laughs> the goal that was, was – I think that ended up being a post – that y'all said if we get 15 to 20 people and it started off with like 50 60 and obviously in the summertime it drops down a little bit but y'all started off with a bang with that southern division which was great yeah the south was up and down all year um we we wanted 60 the goal the the number that i pulled out of my ass was 60 i don't know where it came from i just literally said Let's average 60 in the South and we'll call it a success. So, you know, who the hell knows where that came from, but we averaged 53. So we were close to that made up number. So we'll leave the made up number there to to show that we want Mm. some growth. We'll go for 60 again next year. And then we made up the number for the West and 
Now the West I knew was smaller. There's right. just, we don't have the population up there. Um, I've been involved with guys who've run series up there, the altitude kayak club and, mm-hmm. you know, great, great people. They just don't have the large quantity of high competitive anglers. Yeah. So I said, hell, if we average 30 for the West, we're doing something. Mm-hmm. We ended up with 37. And if it wasn't for one of our smaller events, we would have been at about 45. So mm. I was pretty happy with the West overall. Um, not to say I wasn't happy with the South, but I just feel like the South has more of a population. That number should yeah. be a little bit higher, but we'll see what happens in year two. One angler Uh-oh. that stood out from you, not the best, not the worst, but one angler that every tournament that they fished, you were like, you just shook your head and were like, yeah, this is this, this guy, this guy, this gal gets it. You just, it's, let me try to, let me try to paint a picture. Close your eyes. And this one angler that every time you saw that they registered for a tournament, it made your heart feel good. And you just shook your head. You just nodded quietly and were like, yep, this is why I do it. Uh, I mean, there's a few, you know, when, when you have we need one, Benny. We, I know I bass know. and bruise. We don't, we don't, we can't, we don't have all these views and this and that. Look, we're not trying to call anybody out. And, but there's all every year, there's that one person in a tournament trail that because the TDs as TDs, you get to see the fish, yep. you get to see how they, how they catch them or the, how they don't catch them. And then you talk and all this and that is just always that one person you're like they're, they're going to do something or they're having the time of their life, regardless how terrible. What's the right, one I'm person gonna, that comes to the top of your head? Being I'm going to give you one for 2023, but I'm going to give you a second one for 2024. Let's so, do it. 2023, I'm going to say Gustavo. And mm. the reason I'm going to say Gustavo is because in 2022, him and I, I don't know where we were, what tournament, but he's like, man, I really want to make that TOC next year. And I said, mm. gee, it's like, you just got to go out and you got to catch seven limits. Like that's the foundation of making the championship. You put a limit in at every tournament and he started the year hot it was like limit 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 and i was like man he's really gonna do it and for the people who don't know anything about queen city finishing top 25 in points out of 185 190 members it's a big deal it's hard it is hard hard. yeah and it came down to the last tournament literally the last fish for him and he landed 25th place and he qualified for the toc not the fish off no roll downs straight up in Straight up made it. Um, so I was, you know, I, borderline emotional, happy for him. Mm-hmm. So definitely he's my 2023 highlight. And then 2024, uh, I hope it's, I hope I have those same conversations and those same feelings about Matthew Carey. Uh, <laughs> young gun. My man, yes. Right? Yes, you know, young blood. How do you root against that kid? He's like, yeah. I don't know, 13 years old at this point. No, I, I think, think he's 14. Just, I think yeah, he's I think 14. he actually might have yeah. just turned 15, or he is, but no, he's he's 14 going on 15, or just turned 15. Hey, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> he's young enough to be yours and I's child. Absolutely. I mean, I yeah, I teach these kids like you know, My like man. how do we how do we root against this kid? Right, he goes out, gets a kayak, makes his dad take him to the lake, <laughs> makes his dad sit on the water with him, <laughs> signing waivers. He cut yep. numerous checks this year, yep. uh, small bass awards. Like, I want to see him grow as an angler he's already a great person want to see him grow as an angler i want to see him in the toc i want him to be the youngest toc angler we've ever had but he's got to work you know he's got to work for it and i know he does he's in the monthly tournaments he's fishing every second he gets look you 
there's you don't have to worry about matt matthew but we're gonna give him a real a proper nickname at some point <laughs> soon i don't know what it is yet you don't have to worry about him working matt matthew is the guy 10 years from now when he's 25 years old and i'm 52 and i want to go like i want to go catch fish with a professional angler somewhere <laughs> on his bass boat and like wear their ass out and go make some content like hey, I'm, I'm out here you got an old head out here fishing matthew carey that that's i imagine that's what i imagine is is 10 years from now is that or yeah, I, I want my son to learn how to really be able to fish 10 years from now and i'm like hey matt can you can you take my boy out and teach him some shit like that's that's what i imagine in mind i'm glad you brought that up because i 100 percent agree yeah. i'm rooting for him i'm Me rooting too. for him you know, we used to have two kids just like him. Um, and I don't really know why they stopped coming, but I think partially it was because they were struggling. They weren't catching mm -hmm. limits. They were losing. It's a lot of work on the parents. I mean, hell, think about it. How tired are you when you got to go to a tournament for yourself? These parents are doing this for their kid. They don't even get to engage. But, yeah. You know, we've like, had, yeah. And we've had a couple here in the Raleigh area local that they, they, they brought their kids out. Now their kids are, are old enough now to come out on their own yeah. but my first year and last year we had we had two if not three That's that awesome. came out there uh, you know their parents and their parents weren't even fishing either they That's were just insane. like dropping them off at the ramp and canoeing around them and stuff and but dude that again again where, where are you gonna see that in the big boat world you're not if you don't i mean if you have a big boat sure but where can a dad go find a hundred dollar damn old town canoe and get their their child on you know a five hundred dollar kayak and be able to go tournament fish and get these kids into the tournament scene and get them to be competitive and to drive that competitive spirit? Yeah, it's yeah. it. I just came from my son's basketball game tonight, and you know what? The 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 parents in the stands are the worst. Like they shouldn't allow parents in the stands at basketball games until you hit ninth grade. <laughs> anyway, don't get me started on that bullshit. But yeah, you're right. Uh, I think Matthew Carey is gonna he's gonna turn some heads next year, and I'd be be willing to bet he's gonna be in the money, and it ain't gonna be little fish money, which he won twice this year. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, love it. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, 2024, big year coming up. We got the expansion, but we're here not here to talk about the expansion. We're here to talk about the 2024 Queen City Chronicles, which encompasses the main events because um, <laughs> I don't have enough time to do. What? You don't have eight weeks worth of Chronicles? <laughs> look, look if, if my wife was a millionaire and I was a little sugar baby, I would definitely record podcasts uh, multiple a, a, a day, a week, but I don't have that luxury. So 2024 in the main Queen City event, let's let's start it off uh quickly run through the tournaments from start to end let's run through them and then we'll kind of dive into some stuff so 2024 is year 10. uh it's a you know mm. big year for us um people ask me all the time you know did you ever think you'd be here what were your plans and i say it all the time no you know i just think we, we're going year to year man you know we're not gonna throw too much craziness at year 10 we're just gonna go out and we're gonna do what we do because that's just how we've done it so it is year 10. Uh, we're going to start a little bit different this season, and we can talk about this as we come back to mm -hmm. the schedule. But we're going to open on the Yadkin Yolo, which is Baden, High Rock, Tillery, and Tuckertown 
in North Carolina on February 17th. Uh, we always open in February, just usually on Lake Norman. And I'll talk about that why in a minute. But February 17th, Yadkin Yolo, presented by Rock Outdoors. Uh, March 17th is going to be a Sunday event. And that's going to be on Lake Hartwell in South Carolina, presented by Air One. April 6th is going to be our Lake Norman event, and that is going to be co-hosted with the Hobie Bass Open Series. So pretty excited about that one. Um, Custom Tackle Supply, Todd Sides, Visit Mm -hmm. Mooresville. Uh, May 4th, we're going down to one of our favorite lakes, the Santee Cooper System. May the 4th be with your saw. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Um, Clarendon County and uh, Attorney X going to host that one for us. June 1st, uh, we're going to stay home. We're going to go revisit Lake Wiley after our pretty mm. pretty good TOC that we just had. We're going to give Lake Wiley a shot for a main event. It is where we started the series, so we figured year 10, mm. let's bring it back. So June 1st, Lake Wiley, Rusty Hooks, Bait and Tackle. June 29th, Lake Murray, South Carolina with uh, Capital mm. City. Visit Lake Murray Country. Pretty excited about that one. July 20th, our annual July event is that multi-lake we were talking about earlier. So it is our Catawba Clash. That'll be across North and South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Uh, September 14th, we're going back to the Yadkin Yolo for a second visit with Rock Outdoors. October 5th, I'm going to let you put that drink down. You might get excited for this one. October 5th, we're coming out your way. Uh, Right now on the schedule, it is Falls Lake. (laughs) Only Falls Falls Lake. There is a weird potential that we open up a uh, a couple. Am I there? Okay. A couple smaller water. Uh, So I'm working with, I'm not going to say, but I'm working with someone and we're going to see if we, we open up a couple other bodies of water with Falls Lake. Look, uh, Falls, Falls Lake. Falls Lake has some massive fish in it, and there's some big fish to be caught there. It is a tough kayak lake because of the ramp situation. Yeah, of where you go, like you got to make runs to go. Jordan, there's so many ramps on Jordan. You can fish all of Jordan, and there's a ramp to get to all of Jordan. On Falls, there's just you know there's there's not a lot of ramps, and if you got a if you got boat tournaments in there, and at least what when when was that when was that one again? August, October fifth. October, okay, October. So yeah, I mean you might have some boat tournaments there, and it gets tight, especially in the river section. It gets super tight. At least then you're not really dealing with a lot of pleasure boaters. But summertime yeah. in the S curves in the river section of Falls is a nightmare. <laughs> okay. You know. We- we make this Raleigh-Durham triangle yeah. run every other year. Uh, we had mm-hmm. Harris TOC a few years ago. We had Jordan, Jordan last year. Yeah. Not last year, year before. Oh, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, 2022. Yeah, so in 2024, yeah. we're coming back for falls. And we'll right. see. We'll see how yeah. it goes, you know. Hey, look, you you can go catch your PB at falls. You can go catch an 8- or 10-pounder at falls. If you go to falls and you fish, there's a chance you're going to catch an 8-pound bass. Yeah. There, there are some – there are some giant fish in there. Sweet. October. And then Where do we go uh, from we, October? We're going to end our season October 26th, back home on Lake Norman. Mm. Uh, the, the theory here when I built the schedule was to bookend the series uh, with Lake Norman. I ended up having to move it late. But Lake Norman, October 26th, late fall, well, early fall, mid-fall bite should be fire to end the season. And then our championship is a two-day 
November 16th and 17th on Lake Murray in South Carolina. Very excited Ooh. for that one. That so, might be that might be a slobber knocker right there, Murray. I think it and, will. Yeah, be. <laughs> I mean, if the weather lines up right, that shit could be fire right there. I hope Lake Norman loses all of its water, and we can never fish there again. Um, I do not want to go somewhere where I have to throw a Ned rig or an A rig in forty foot of water and catch fish to hell yeah. with Lake Norman. I was so excited to go there and fish docks. And then they were in 40 foot of water being scoped. You know what? Yeah. Lake Norman, you suck. The only <laughs> thing you're good for is skiing and jet skis. It's a, it's a different <laughs> fishery than what you guys are used to in your half of the state. Oh, yeah. You know, we're used to the, the clear deep water spotted bass reservoirs. You guys, more nutrients in the water, stained water, lay downs. You guys have some grass too, right? We don't really have any grass. Um, you know, I would say when it comes to grass, I'd say we both are biting the same grass boat. The only grass that stands out in any of our lakes is going to be Santee. Yeah. I mean, that's, but we can't put sand, we can't compare Santee to any other lake. No, Santee Cooper is its no. own thing. It's yeah. its own thing. So, yeah. Matter of fact, um, matter of fact, I'm going to come follow you around at Santee so I can learn how to catch those fish. And I don't know if, I don't care if you know or not, I'll buy you biscuits. I'll buy you water. I'll buy you Pepsi Cola. I'll cook all your meals at the campsite, but I'm going to come sneak around uh, Santee with you. It is definitely one of those lakes that I have a little special love for, but you know what? It's also the kind of lake you can show up and do exactly what you did the last time and not catch a damn fish. So, yeah, that's right. You know, it's I got lucky a few times up there on some stuff that I found and it worked out. And then there's other times I go and, I'm forced to throw a shaky head the whole time. Yeah. And those, but, you know, those... Hey, that that shit you caught fish on the last two years, it might not work out for the next five. Yeah, it might. Be I mean, that lake long. changes. Uh, to me, that lake changes as in, uh, as much as any lake I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's they they're all it's they're there, but the bite ain't always there. No, you know, it's just weird. Goes. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, twenty twenty four. Where does the biggest four limit bag come out of in 2024? Always Santee Cooper. Always. 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 You you don't think Murray, you don't think no uh, no other lake could potentially if you set up right on a pre-spawn on Murray, oh well, where are we fishing pre-spawn? Run those again. Yeah, hey, Bo, there's some yak, there's some yakking lakes now. I you know. could put up some giants if you got into some giants on the yak, and you could put up. I know you could put up an 85, 80, 85 inch limit on the yakking. See, we were supposed to be. This is the part I said I was going to come back to. So yeah, okay, let's go back really to knows it. Knows this, but we were supposed to be going to the yakking in April and giving it a real shot during the spawn to catch some big, big giants. Um, and we were supposed to be opening the season on Norman, February 17th. Everything was locked in and booked. And then I got a call mm. from AJ late in the planning, like, hey, man, you know, I'm thinking about going back to Norman. Do you want to work together and go to Norman? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we're not going to turn that <laughs> down. So I called my people at Norman. He called my people at Norman. It ended up working out. And I had to literally the top three events I had to move. And that's part of the reason our Hartwell event is on a Sunday. Um, I had to move the date, and then the Saturday I was going to move it to Neil down at Visit Anderson was like, Vin, you can move it. He's like, but there's 300 boats going out of Green Pond. And I was like, well, hell with that. 
So it was either, you know, deal with 300 boats or do it on a Sunday. So we're doing it on a Sunday. So, you know, jumping in late with the Hobie Bass Open Series through through the top of the schedule for a little bit of a loop. But if the Yadkin lines up right, obviously we know there's 80 inches swimming around at any given moment. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. Are we out of that full winter bite yet where it's going to be really slow, and really tough? Are we getting into that pre-spawn? Has it? Have we had those 55-degree days? Is the sun shining? Mm-hmm. Is the water not filthy, filthy, dirty, and just stained? Like, you definitely could start the year off with an 80-inch bag. But um, I, at the end of the day, May 4th, hey, someone's going to be pushing 90. If Yakin, if Yakin sets up with above-average water, 51 degrees or higher, Oh, I think it'll be 51 or higher, you know? Well, I don't know. I mean, who knows? It's the Carolinas. Who the hell knows? It was 72 degrees yesterday. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be 31 tonight or whatever, right? Yeah. But, in I mean, you know, if we get some high water, and that's that's the time of year we get some high water. You yep. get some of those hot temps. You get you get the water up to 51. Those fish are going to move up, start feeding. For, mm, it could be good. It could be good. Hey, I, look, I – it's always Santee if you're going to bet money, if you're betting. But if you want to, if you want to step out and take a chance, that, that Murray tournament in the fall. So the championship could be special, yeah. Championship. Of course, Hartwell. You never know what the hell you're going to do on Hartwell either. I mean, you might catch, you might catch two big ass largemouth and two two big old spots. I mean, who two knows on that lake? I mean, so, I mean, what I think you're saying indirectly is that the schedule is fire. Of course it is. I think that's yeah. what you're indirectly saying. Right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> hey, it always comes to a shit show in the summertime. When you yeah. get June, July, August. Matter of fact, even into September this year in, yep. in our area, September was rough. Uh, actually, September was hotter than June and way drier. And so it, it made September and October not as good fishing, at least in our area. But, uh, yeah, you know, those are going to be the rough times. But, man, we got some damn good-ass lakes. When you, you schedule them in the spring, yeah. you schedule them in the fall, Yeah, we got some good lakes. We got some yeah. tough stuff to fish. And if you – I know we're not talking about the other divisions, but if you were to look at mm-hmm. the other divisions, mm-hmm. in those months where things get brutal on the lakes, we have – a Western river event. We have a Northern mm. river event. We have oh, a nice. Western mountain event. So like yeah. definitely try to plan accordingly. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, if we're going to fish 10 main events, we have to fish through the summer. It's just the way it goes, you know? So but I love summer fishing. That's I suck at pre-spawn and spawn fishing. When I do my best is summer and fall when I can go offshore. Yeah. It's hot. People quit early. Like yeah. I know. I need fishing to be absolutely miserable for me to do good in a tournament setting. I need the most to be the most miserable fishing day ever, and I know I'm going to do good because it's just a law of averages. My, I'm a dumbass, and I'm going to stay out there regardless and, and make sure I take enough electrolytes that at least when I get back to the truck, I can I can rehydrate. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. June 1st, June 29th, those will be the two that yeah. obviously will stand out as probably being two of the tougher ones. But Murray in midsummer, they start schooling and chasing mid-lake. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. what the temperature is. You catch them all day. So that's why that's there. Wiley, June 1st, that's on me if it's bad, I guess. We'll see. 
Well, y'all had y'all had the TOC on Wiley, and it actually fished better than people thought. Yeah, they but it seems pretty well. Yeah. yeah, it seems like Wiley had its five or six years of being trash. I guess it was the tail end of the spot takeover, and everything was kind of setting up. But it seems like Wiley, from at least from the kayak side and what I see on you know Facebook and the fishing yeah. page, it seems like Wiley is starting to take a little bit of step or two. I think people want to bash it because yeah. because you can go out and and barely break ten pounds a lot of the mm-hmm. time, but they're in there, man. And there's plenty of tournaments that get one in that 15 to 18. And every now and then you see a 20 or a 21 pound bag. Like it's, it's obviously, it's not fair to compare it to Santee, Murray, Hartwell. It's, it's not fair to compare those numbers, but for what it is, I think it's better than what people give it credit for. And the thing about it is it's still constantly changing. Um, The spots have gotten in there. The spots are getting caught now in places that you used to never catch spotted bass. So the lake is changing. I think as it continues to change, it's only going to get better. We've seen Norman improve over the last 10 years dramatically. So I imagine the same thing's going to happen with Wiley. Again, to shout out another podcast, it's um, two ball biologists, but it's not the name of the podcast, but it's two North Carolina state biologists that have a podcast. And if you hadn't listened to it, And obviously with Queen City, sorry, I got crap hanging off the back here. Uh, two ball biologists, go check it out. It's on, uh, I might put it in the show notes or make Alex do it. But go listen to that podcast. They talk about the biology of the lakes, crappy fishing, bass fishing, um, inland fishing of North Carolina. And they do have a lot of good information because these are the guys that are going out doing electroshocking. Yep. <laughs> so it's good information. Check that out. But uh, the biggest thing I'll say on a side note is they are most worried about Lake James with the, the Alabama bass getting in there. Yeah. Because if that, if they take over, smallmouth are gone. Yeah. You know, so, I, I'm, I'm no biologist, but there are plenty of smallmouth bass in Lake James. So I know, but the problem is they've seen it happen in other smallmouth yeah. places. That's a scary thing. Anything, we can't get on that. Yeah. All right, 2024, prediction on who's going to be the top angler, who's going to finish first in points. Ooh, first in points. Oh, God almighty. Do I want to take my, like, my one-to-one favorite? It has to be like a like a Jeremy Heath, right? He's always yeah. in the mix. Um, I, I don't think Landon's going anywhere. You know, he's our current angler of the year. I don't – that dude right there – if anything, winning only lit the fire under his ass a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah. he's a scary yeah. dude, man. He's um he's got it and he wants it. And like mm-hmm. when you got those two things, you know, that's that's tough. So I think Landon and Jeremy are gonna battle. Um, I think if if Chad Walden wants to battle again and put the time in, I think he'll be right there. Um you, look, I'm if I had to put money, if I if somebody gave me a thousand dollars, I'm putting I'm putting 600 on Landon. I'm putting 200 on Jeremy. And that leaves me 200 with Bennett. Bennett. Um, <laughs> Look, yeah. it's hard. Either you finish the end of the, you finish the year like he finished it and you skyrocket to Mars or, you know, we crash and burn. Well, Bennett. 
I don't want to I don't want to insult him, so I, I want to say this carefully. Bennett, um, he, Bennett is very good at what he does, but he's he also struggles at what he doesn't do. So lakes like the Yadkin, Santee. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule. That's why I'm looking down. Possibly the Catawba Clash. No, not the Clash. Possibly Wiley. Like those are going to be tougher events for Bennett. Um, now, not to say he's not going to go master some new tactic, but that, you know, that's so. hey, that's what you, Benny. You've seen it. You've seen it more than anybody. Somebody that struggled that does great. Absolutely, their first, second, or third in every lake. That's Similar. dark water. Yeah, whatever. Clear lakes. They suck, and then they figure it out, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, that's when you become really scary because there now you go. got now it doesn't matter where you go. Um, no. And that, you know, I'd like to say I was I'm not going to say I was dominant or really good, but traveling made me so well-rounded that you almost lose that fear of it doesn't matter where I go because mm -hmm. now I know I can do this. And if they're not doing yeah. this, I can do this. And of course, you know, I, I'm going to say that and some somebody's going to be watching this be like Vinny's a dick because he doesn't always catch him. But I feel like I can go places and at least feel like I have a shot to put limits in the boat, whether I've practiced or not. And it's it's because I've learned a little bit of each different thing, right? A little bit of live scope, a little bit of grass, a little bit of flipping a dock, a little bit of lay downs. Like if he Bennett is such a young kid, he's 19 years old. He made 10 grand with Queen City this year. If he learns a little bit more of all those things, yeah, I think your two hundred dollars would be pretty safe. Hey, on him. I will say this. He needs to upgrade his trailer. <laughs> when he pulled out the parking lot of the state championship from that i'm like this man's won like twenty thousand dollars this year and he's riding around on a trailer it looks like he stole from his uncle bob when uncle bob passed out drunk in the front yard i mean this is terrible uh but yeah hey i'm i'm all for it i'm all for it with with the competitive side you just it, it is that's the great thing about kayak fishing is that you don't have to be young. You don't have to be middle-aged. You don't have to be old. You can put some shit together and go yeah. and go do some fishing. I mean, and at the end of the day, you got to work, right? Like we could sit yeah. here and put our imaginary dollars on somebody. That's right. But if they can't practice or they don't want to practice, they don't want to spend that time. <laughs> they're not going to win at the end of the day. If you want right. to be top five or even top 10 in a club, this size with this much talent, you have to work. If you're not willing to work you, you may be top yeah. 25 but you're not going to be top 10. hey you you did bring up a good point and we'll touch on that real quick is you you're fishing the national events that that does really help you in a lot of ways because you get and this is where i learned fishing local club tournaments and what i really learned doing this podcast was when you go to a queen city weigh-in it's the majority of people are there. Yeah. And when you go there as a new angler, people know who you are as a new angler. They'll pick you out. They'll talk to you. They ask you who you are. Like they will kind of bring you in and people will help you. Yeah. And one of the greatest examples that we can give from a bass and bruise perspective is Josh with a bad fishing. You know, we had him. I, he was one of the first people that I found when I started kayak fishing, we had him on the show. And one of his things was like, you know, I, I was going to give up and quit and just not do it anymore. And he had three or four people reach out to him 
and he started doing better because they started helping him. Yeah. So going to these national, you have the local stuff, obviously, but going, being able to go to the national trails, put you on a different body of water, puts you around different people. And that's where you really start to learn and to pick up these little tips and tricks. And Hey, how do I know when I put down a shaky head and pick up a Ned rig? Yeah. Well, it's at the boat ramp or at the, at, at your house the day after a practice talking to somebody who's a really good angler that says, I did that. Well, why did you do that? And they tell you, and then, you know, you're back home two weeks later, fishing a local tournament. It was like, shit, you know, this happened. Yeah. And oh, I remember, man, I remember Vinny saying he switched from a shaky head to a Ned rig and caught him and boom, well, here I am. Let me try it. I mean, you're, you're completely right. It's just a, a, a different group of people you're learning from on the national circuit. You know, the, the talks I've had with the Jordan Marshalls and the Ryans mm. and the Christines being on the water with Christine is like, you know, you'd pay thousands for that. And I've, I've got to share that opportunity mm. and learn from her in an, in an environment where we're competitors. Like it doesn't get better than that. And, uh, right. you know, and we, we're lucky enough to have that damn near 25 times a year here, mm -hmm. you know, at all these vet, venues and weigh-ins and, uh, yeah, it's definitely crucial, man. If you're looking to learn and improve, you got to be there. It's crucial. Yeah, Even you know, you when I saw you at the the national, the yeah. state championship a couple weeks ago, you know, mm -hmm. those guys were talking about how they caught them. I don't think anybody held anything back there. No, no. And, you know, I sat down. I sat down the guys I talked to. Damn, I got a frog in my throat. But it's the same thing. Catch them in, you know, 30, 40 foot of water on a Ned rig or an A rig. And I'm going... You, you know what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> Two years from now, when we're back on Norman fishing the state championship, what do I need to be prepared to do? Yeah. I need to have forward-facing sonar, yep. and I need to be prepared to go out and catch fish in 40 foot of water. Yeah. I mean, to to me, that's and that's, that's it. That's talking about. All right. We've gone over anything else with the schedule or anglers or anything else you want to touch on before we kind of move on to the last couple of things I wanted to talk yeah, about. Just a couple little things about the schedule. Uh, okay. We are having another um, native watercraft, no limit series event within Ooh. queen city. How the hell did be... I get na native? Oh yes. Cause well, that's, that's the most fun ever. We've had two. We've had two the last the two years. So yeah. is it going to be one now, one central or we're going to do a east and west? No, so we're doing a, a single lake, and it's going to be tied into the southern division. So it's going to okay. be on Lake Hartwell in May. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be ridiculous. There will be fish coming out of everywhere. Um, and then we'll have two more in the region um, of the southeast that anglers can go to. When, okay. when we release that schedule, you guys will see it. But the, the Carolina one is going to be single lake, which is brand new. It's usually multi-lake. It's usually like 30 lakes. Right. So if you want to fish that one, you got to come down to Lake Hartwell. Um, okay. Pulling up the date. It's I think it's May 11th. I don't want to misspeak. And then it sounds like what you're May saying 11th. is that there's a couple more in the southeast region that you're going to announce later in the year. Yeah, we're about okay. to drop the schedule on KBN. Um, hopefully within a week or two. I just got to re-get okay. the invite so I can get back on there. We actually locked in like three events tonight. So oh, nice. We're going to well, add hey, the hell with Jeff and Ryan. Just go ahead and announce it on Bass and Brown. <laughs> I mean, I can, we can come on here and announce it too. Uh, well, yeah, that's fine. We can, uh, but we are expanding a little bit more. Uh, we're nice. going to put another event. You know, we're, we're going up to eight events. I can say that most, Ooh. most that's of them are going to be uh, repeats because 
Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But um, the new one, obviously, the expansion will be a brand new lake to the series in a time of year that doesn't get a lot of action. So I'm pretty excited mm. to see how it does, and, and I'll be there. It'll be me on site. I'll be directing three of them next year, uh, oh, Carolinas, wow. and then the two others. And, uh, you know, that news will come out here soon. Well, with the no limit, I mean, let's be real. We're not we're not going to Lake Wiley to fish the no limit. No, we're not. I mean, it has to it has to be a place that has big fish. Yeah. So if so, if I mean, you know, don't people can't get the panties in a wad over where these if it does if it's the same place every year because yeah, it's got. I mean, fit. look, we this this your local club like we're fishing for a thousand an hour at yeah. minimum. It could be a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah. we're fishing for a thousand an hour. Yeah, we want to go somewhere where people are putting up twenty pluses. You know, it's got to have a little bit of both, right? It's yeah. got to have the ability for somebody to choose to catch thirty keepers. Yep. Or it's got to have the ability for somebody to choose to go catch an eight pounder. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Wiley probably doesn't have either one of those, right? You're not, you don't have an area on Wiley you're going to go catch a twenty-two incher, and you probably don't have an area on Wiley where you're going to catch thirty keepers, fourteen We're- inches. And where you could potentially put, well, I mean, Wiley, you could potentially put eight, 80 people. Yeah. But, you know, you got to have a lake, too, that could support 80 to 100 yeah. people. Yeah, 120. So I think it seems like they've all averaged around 120 because I think before 120 was the guaranteed 1,000 an hour. Yeah, so. Somewhere around there. Carolinas have been between 150 and 160. Mm. When I went down to Gunnersville. Uh, last season, damn, I don't even remember what it was. That's so bad of me. I'll have to check. It was close to 150. California was 180. So, you know, we've, Texas was 130. So we've put up, we've right. put up great numbers and Native Watercraft has been extremely pleased with the the response, the feedback, the entries. And so they, you know, we went on a team meeting and I gave my input about wanting to expand a little bit more and he pretty much said to me, if you think we should expand and you're willing to expand, then go do it. So I went mm-hmm. and did it because, you know, I have so much free time, like we were talking about earlier. So <laughs> d- booked up uh, another one. So, yeah, I think, you know, you guys in the southeast, from pretty much where I'm sitting right now, I could hit three of them in a five-hour drive. Oh, nice. So, That's big. You know. And if you're looking national, I think a five-hour drive is not bad. I mean, I drove no. 17 hours to New Hampshire, so right. yeah, you know. Well, you you think about it, five hours. You can't drive the the width west to east of North Carolina in five hours. Yeah, so and I don't so know we what do it would a lot be. Of driving. I guess it would be more for you guys out out in your half of the state because you are a solid two and a half to three from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, it depends. I if I if we had to put an average on it, it'd be three hours to to Norman. If we had to put an average on that, three hours from the Raleigh area to Norman. Yeah. Uh, when you go into the Yadkin area, you know we're hour and a half. That's depending not bad. on what lake you go to. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah. To get down to Santee, you're looking, you know, another three hours. Murray Murray's about three hours, depending on where you're going. So we're we're actually lucky. We do have Falls, Sharon, Harris, and Jordan all right, right here. Yeah. And then we're we're three hours to Murray, Santee-ish. We're three and a half to Santee. But anyway, you know, three, three and a half hours, Santee, Murray, and Norman. I mean, we're kind of, we're, we're centrally located. 
and yeah. especially since you have the northern division. I mean, we're oh. hour and a half, we're hour and a half to Gaston, and we're hour and a half to um, Pers- Bugs Island. What are you? What are you from Smith Mountain? I think where I don't know. I haven't been there in a long time. Last time, matter of fact, last time I went there was like 2004 when I was in the Alamance County Bassmasters Club oh, wow. back in 2005 or six or whatever it was. But anyway, I think we're probably two and a half ish, somewhere around there, two and a half to the Smith Mountain. So it's not far. Yeah. So this uh, northern well, division yeah. is uh is pretty good for you all. Well, Gaston and Smith are uh, bugs for sure. Like I from my house. I wouldn't have to go hotel or Airbnb or camp from my house. I can make both of those a Sweet. day trip. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, but, but that's, that's again, we kind of talked about it earlier. It's very unique. I guess the only other place that would be as, as unique as we have in the Carolinas would maybe getting over to that, that tri city area of Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, yeah, they might they might have a little bit better geographical area. Yeah, for travel, but man, yeah, we got it made in the Carolinas. I, we do, we do, we do have it pretty damn made, bro. You look at the Bassmaster list of the top lakes every year, and it's like Santee, Murray, Jordan, Harris. Like they're all on there. Like it, we got it made. Uh, yeah, and, well, and Hartwell's a long ass way for us. It's six hours for us. But you still have Hartwell right there too. Yeah, Hartwell's like not even two hours for me. I love. Yeah, it. yeah. So you know, so I mean, we got Hartwell, Murray, yeah, Santee, it, and we from the pro side, the only pros that will fish us, which are the the three, the triplets, Harris, Jordan, and Falls, is going to be MLF because they're all small lakes. Yeah. I mean, they're super, super small. And Harris is actually smaller than it looks because there's certain parts of the lake you can't fish. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's. We're going to start wrapping this up because you told me you had an hour. Yeah. Had you here for an hour and two minutes. Oh, we're good, baby. All right. Last award. Last person we're going to talk about. Good, good friend, past guest of the show, and. One of one of the best guests we've had from a story perspective. Him and Alex bonded right away. And I just sat back and listened to their, you know, Coast Guard and Army stories. I hope I didn't say that right. I hope it was Army. I think it was Army. <laughs> Never give up award. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. Queen City. Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, we do we do a never give up award um, every year for the past I think three years. It's an award that was brought by Gustavo, who we previously mentioned, and Ryan Brenneman, who I think you know um, <laughs> yeah. pretty well. Success with Ryan. Yep. So His, they um, we got Tori. Hold on, real quick. Tori is the librarian <laughs> of Bass and Brews. So yeah, we we love we love the Brennemans. So they brought this never give up idea, um, mm-hmm. and what it is is. If you fish at least seven main events and you don't qualify for the Tournament of Champions, we put you on a random wheel. That's how we do a lot of our random stuff. And then we spin, and the winner goes home with an award. Um, I was blessed this year. Native Watercraft really took care of us this season, and they gave us five kayaks to give away. So we gave away – and last year as well. So we gave away last year a Slayer Max 10 to the Never Give Up Award. This year we gave away a Falcon 11 
And we also gave away $300 and a brand new lose combo this year. And uh, Wes Richardson uh, was lucky enough to to win that win that kayak. So he met me in Mooresville two weeks ago. Uh, we got put the kayak in his truck. He took it home. And he was pretty excited that even though he struggled toward the end of the year to make that TOC, he still got to go home with a, a brand new $1,100 native watercraft kayak that I told him we're going to have to christen on some moving water because he's not a big moving water guy. Um, that is a great little Creek river boat. So okay. definitely want to get him out in that. But um, yeah, Gustavo's coming back with the never give up award next year. Nice. At this moment, I can't guarantee there's going to be a kayak involved with it. Uh, I have to see exactly how many kayaks native is, is giving us next year. We've been in talks about that, but I know we will have a Titan X at the TOC next year. Hmm. That's pretty freaking exciting. But um We'll see where we land on the never give up. But, yeah, West West took it down. Nice. Well, hey, depending on how my season go next year, I might donate my kayak with <laughs> everything in it, motor, rods, lure, whatever my last tournament is. If shit goes sideways, I might just offer up my. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. But, yeah, yeah. Well, West congratulations to West. He's a uh, – he, he – so this is what this is what excites Alex and I, and this is what we kind of didn't under we didn't know until the first few episodes. Wes came on as somebody that you recommended, and for folks that that know, I go through and we look through, and I I text Vinny for Queen City Chronicles, and say, "Hey man, who do you want to have on?" And you know he shoots us some names, and I start going down the list asking people. Well, he he said Wes, we had Wes on for a queen city chronicles it was the second or third chronicles it was very early in the season and we get done and alex and i both go we gotta have him on for you know a bass and bruise episode and we did it was it was a month later or so somewhere in there we had him on absolutely phenomenal stories like he's the only guy i've ever known ever met that's been shot at trying to run a cat five internet cable Jesus. <laughs> in the middle of Afghanistan or wherever he was. I mean, you know, his him and Alex really hit it off and has some great stories. But that's what's been really cool is that we've been able to find folks from the Queen City side to bring on to the regular podcast, which is completely different, y'all. If you haven't listened to the regular Bass and Bros, it's a whole different ball game. It's way different. I that's all I'll say. If you haven't listened to your listen to this now, you have to go listen to an episode. All right. Great recap. Great preview of 2024. Leave us. Leave us with something you're taking into 2024. You mentioned in the green room you weren't going to be doing a lot of traveling. I'm assuming you're not fishing any of the local stuff either. Are, are you going to step in and do any local stuff, or are you just going to TD at all? No, I've, I haven't fished anything local in years now. Okay, so you're not doing a lot of you're not doing a lot of traveling like you did the last few years. You're not fishing the local stuff. You're fishing for fun. Yeah, I uh, yeah, it's a little sad, but I realized that the final Hobie TOC that I'm. I don't know. I guess the term burnt out is as real as it gets. Um, mm. I described it as my wife midday TOC day one, biggest event of, you know, most people's fishing career. Mm -hmm. 
uh, that I just, I didn't have it anymore. You know, I had a limit in the boat. It wasn't like I was struggling. Um, I was catching fish. I caught probably 15 fish day one and the juice just wasn't there. And and it was weird, but I'm at a point in my life where my daughter has just taken over. Um, I'm coaching softball. Like it's like it was when I was fishing 12 years ago, where it's all that (laughs) mattered. So now it's, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't even really know how to talk about it. I'm like stumbling Mm. over my words, but it's replaced that competitive edge that I had on the water with being on the dirt. So yeah, I'm probably not going to fish anything next year. Um, possibly Hobie when we, when it comes to Norman, but even that's up in the air. Uh, I will say this for that event. I do have spring break the week before. So (laughs) There is a chance that your ass is fishing the Hobie. <laughs> yeah, there is a chance by April that I'm ready to whoop somebody. All right, ass, you but... you finish in the top three and qualify for for the BOS. Do on you Santee. go to the? If it happens, do you go to the BOS? It's on Santee. Of course, of fucking course, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but like that's what happened this year, right? Yeah. Like we could have had a similar conversation to this a year ago. Yeah. And, and that's what happened. I, I did well at Santee. I got mm-hmm. third place. I ended up at the TOC. I went all through practice, man, and, and I felt good. I was having fun. I was catching fish. But as soon as you had to put that go fight everybody hat on, I was just like, damn, I don't really know if I want to do this anymore. And uh, it's sad. It, it's like a part of me died, and I don't know how to describe it, or I don't know if I'm okay with it. Like, it's weird. Mm. But well, I think, I think part of part of what I needed was to prove I could do it, and uh, I think I did. Yeah. So I feel like did it two years in a row. No, fix that. There's three of them. But I told you I'm colorblind. I can't see that far. Yeah, this one. So I got. So I did it three years in a row. Oh, which, okay. Yeah. Which is huge for me, right? Like I did it for me. I didn't do it for anybody else. And uh, I think maybe it's just time to to re-challenge myself. So I'm going, uh, I'm now head coach of a middle school softball team. Um, we had a, a successful season and I just got hired as a travel ball, uh, head coach, mm-hmm. which is, you know, high level travel softball, 12 yeah. U. So my focus has just changed. Uh, I love queen city. That's not going anywhere. So I'm still, so that's what I was going to say. Yeah. We don't give a shit about your personal fishing journey. You, if you do good, we're going to pull for you. But if you do bad, we're, we're, we're only going to talk shit about you. Uh, the only thing we care about at Queen City Chronicles is you continuing to run Queen City Kite Bass Fishing. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. and, if, and if it takes you going to coach softball to be able to continue to run that and be passionate about it and to pull in the sponsors that you pulled in and to get the money that you've brought in to give those payouts, that's all we care about, Vinny. And if you don't ever fish again, but as long as you keep doing what you're doing, we're gonna love you. But if you ever, if you ever fuck it up, Vinny, we're gonna be mad at you. That's all I gotta say. Hey, well, sometimes we need to take that step back. And fishing, we talk about fishing from a sport that anybody can do, and anybody can get into it. You, there's no physical age. You know, anybody can go fish. If you take a year off. It's not like if you took a year off from basketball yeah. or football, you take a year off from fishing, you can come back that next year on a whole different mindset. 
and yeah. be successful. And sometimes you just got to take a step away from fishing to yeah. be better. I think what you just said is perfect. Um, the directing part's not going anywhere. I'm directing the most tournaments next year that I've ever directed in my life between mm. um, all stuff, the native stuff. So, I, you know, you guys will have your, your opportunity. Um, <laughs> I am curious to see what the numbers look like going into 2024 and if anybody's listening at an hour and 12 minutes they're going to get a little bit of taste of me right now if if numbers are bad or or drop for whatever reason throughout the season next year then there's a good chance a lot of things get restructured here at queen city Mm -hmm. um but it's not going anywhere ryan and i had a nice conversation today about what the future is going to look like here you know if it Things continue to go the way they're going and we're averaging 100 and we're averaging 60 here and 60 there, then obviously data speaks for itself. There's no need to change anything, but we'll see what this year brings. Um, It's a big year, year 10. You know, I know some people are starting to get those same feelings that I just described of being done competing and, you know, I can go compete here at my, my closer lakes to home or so we'll see what this year brings, but yeah, Queen City as an organization, you know, we just redid the logos. So the, the company's not going anywhere. Uh, I am stepping back. I did just post tonight an awesome package from Newport Vessels. I did get the NK300. So, <laughs> you know, what, what's going to happen is I'm going to put the, the NK180 on my, my daughter's boat or on her Slayer Max 10. I'm going to throw the 300 on mine. And anytime we do want to go fishing, we're going to go. We're going to fish for fun. We're going to take pictures. We're going to catch bluegill. We're going to just go enjoy nature and the sport for what it is, even though I never thought I'd be here. But here I am. So it's weird. Hey, take a step back because this is Queen City Chronicles. Take a step back from the national stuff and the traveling and the competitiveness. Look, you you don't have to win to have a good time and learn how to fish. If you're going fishing on Saturday – and there's a tournament, and you're going anyway, go ahead and register and throw your money in because you never know. You might catch big fish. You might catch small fish. And we had hand job adventures, (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. hands-on adventures, but we call him hand job adventures. But he won, you know, last year in 2022. He's like, dude, I, I paid all my entry fees. And have money left over from small fish. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you put stuff together, but you never know when you might put something together. So if you're going fishing that weekend, go join your local club, go fish, register, have a good time, talk to the people at the ramp, and just and just do it. It doesn't matter if you're in a four thousand dollar, you know, native or a twenty thousand dollar Hobie or a four hundred dollar Walmart kayak. Go out, fish, talk to the people around there and learn. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap this up, Benny, but I need you to leave all of the Queen City Chroniclers. What, what are we, what are we in in 20? Give us a 2023 saying or a, uh, uh, Aesop fable or something. What do we take out of 2023? Right now, this is your time to shine, Holt. Golly, you just put me on the spot like this. Every time I come on this show, you put me on the spot. Well, you can't be you can't be quote the commish, unquote, and not be put on the spot. Man, if you're gonna be the commish. You know you're gonna get put on the spot, Holt. So my number one saying for anything I do is never give up. Um, 
So I definitely want to say that because, you know, no matter what you're doing, like you just said, $400 kayak, whatever, go out, compete, never give up. But uh, my Aesop Fable, I'm just going to say thank you to the community. That's it. Sweet. I just want to thank everybody. I have no idea why I said Aesop Fable because that's <laughs> not even close to an Aesop Fable. Because it's this Wednesday point time in the night, I'm not even sure I could reiterate an Aesop Fable, <laughs> but I love it. It was great. Look, y'all. This is Bass and Brews podcast presented by Queen City Chronicles. <laughs> Actually, not presented. We're here to talk about Queen City Chronicles. Thank you so much for Vinny for coming on, doing this. Alex and I are grateful for the opportunity to be able to do these reviews, and you reached out to us, and we love it. And it's awesome, especially me from the, the competitive side. So thank you so much for allowing us to do this and allowing us to keep it kind of in the bass and bruise little Hell segment yeah. of debauchery that we have. Yep. So thank you so much. All Thanks right, guys. Me, yeah. Weekly distraction from quality podcast content. And once a month, you get the Queen City Chronicles in addition to Bab. Vinny, don't go anywhere in the green room. Hey, y'all. Hello.